and it's 2023 and baseball is just around the corner. This is our hot stove episode for the National League. Stay tuned to find out what Ross and Kevin have to say about the Mets, the Phillies, the Braves, the Cubs, the Cardinals, the Padres, the Giants, and a bunch of other teams too. We missed you. And oh yeah, American League hot stove coming next week. Kevin. Hello. What's going on? Well. Welcome back to the So Baseball podcast. Well, we're surrounded by a lot of football right now. All kinds of football. Which is great. Soccer variety. Mm -hmm. uh, Hand variety. Hmm. Um, But... We're going to talk about baseball. Yeah, I mean, you you uh, you knocked me back a sec because I said let's let's podcast, and you said what are we going to talk about? No, 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 no. You and asked I, me. Oh, that's right. I said what are we going to talk about? And you said baseball, and I'm like, oh right, this is a baseball podcast. I've been up to my ears in college basketball, Italian soccer, English soccer. I just kind of took my eye off the the proverbial baseball as it were um, that's right but don't now, worry i have my, i've got my head in the game i still now, know what's happening now i'm going to ask you one question and one question only right now um abort are you channeling jim rome <laughs> <laughs> maybe you have a very jim rome uh, energy to yourself right now, which I've never uh, never heard from you before. So I'm not saying that's a bad thing, although unless you're um, was that guy the quarterback for the Rams uh, Everett um, that he Jim Everett who we called Chrissy Everett, um, and then Jim Everett smacked him down in the studio back in the oh, all, all you kids back in the '90s. Look that one up. Look that up. Uh, <clears throat> or maybe it was '80s. Even it was probably '80s. Could have been the '80s. Um, Anyway, but let's, yeah, so what I really want to talk about, because I need to catch up myself, I've been working really hard, haven't seen much um, of the transactions, mm. trades, free agencies, I know we're going to get into the into the Correa thing, and the Giants, and Mets, and the Twins, and how that all worked out, but I thought I'd go back, because I have the list open in front of me, I was going to ask you a question, do you know what the first major transaction of the offseason was? The first major transaction? Yeah. Uh, the first one I remember of any significance was Trey Turner signing with the Phillies. Uh, that happened, but that was later. The first thing that happened was on November 9th, the Mets signed the trumpet guy. <laughs> for, for $102 million for five years for a, for a reliever. So, oh, okay. You're talking about Edwin Diaz, not yeah, I know. Timmy he won't, he, <laughs> He comes with the trumpet guy. They're a package yeah, yeah, duo. Yeah, you know, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. I think I think they both won the uh, the National League Fireman Year Award. They got a shared. Uh, they shared. They the shared the award. That's funny. Yeah. So baseball. That's so baseball. But uh, okay, so you were saying Edwin Diaz, first man off the board, Mets, Mets, which would signal a kind of an all-in from the Mets throughout this entire offseason. Exactly. That's my point. Is they. They quickly threw down to wrap up Edwin Diaz, and they weren't going to mess around with him. They they saw him as an anchor uh, player for them. So 
they uh, they quickly got him signed up and uh, they gave him a lot of money. And uh, that's a lot of money for a reliever, as, as we know. You know, that's... Uh, and a long contract, too. A long contract with a, uh, a, a six-year team option. Holy Moses. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, um, he's 28 years old. He got fifth, five years, $102 million with a club option for the sixth year of $17 million. So, yeah, they think... Closer of the future. So yeah, well, he had an amazing season last year. He, he struck. Did. He struck out fifty percent of the batters he faced. That's incredible. That's insane. So, uh, so anyway, that's that's a. Uh, uh, do you want to talk about some of the other moves that the Mets made? Yeah. No, I just wanted to start there, and and I think the Mets are a good starting point because. Um, as we know, they had an open checkbook. They were they didn't care, and they were just all in, including the Correa thing, which ended up not happening for them. But, right. but they were they were willing to throw down big money for a guy who, uh, you know, uh, who they who potentially could have had injuries, but they they got smart too. Right. But but go ahead. Let's talk more about the Mets if you want. So they also went in on Kodai Senga the Japanese mm. pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess we skipped over Verlander. Probably should have circled back to Verlander first. Um, but yes. the Mets definitely improved their rotation. Um, the Mets definitely improved their rotation in the offseason. Remains to be seen how quickly Senga will, will acclimate to the American leagues. But um, with Verlander and Scherzer at the top of your rotation, that's that one-two punch that uh, that pair of aces, as they say, pocket aces, um, that most teams try to build on. Then Senga's your number three, Carrasco your number four, and Jose Quintana as your fifth starter. That's a pretty damn good ro- rotation right there. Um, obviously, the top two guys are a little older, 39, mm-hmm. 38 years old, so you're going to have some injury concerns. Correct. But... Um, they're in a win now mode. So this is what these teams typed. And you know, the Mets, like you said, open checkbook, uh, more money than anybody luxury tax be damned. So it's a reunion of sorts for these two former Detroit Tigers pitchers. And and it's interesting too, because they lost, um, they lost what's his name to a DeGrom to the Rangers who, right. who, didn't even give the Mets a chance to sign him. He wanted out of there. He wanted out. He didn't want anything to do with those people anymore in New York and nothing. He was gone. Yep. And also um, not as a major pitcher in their rotation, but they lost Bassett. He signed with the Blue Jays, I believe. That's right. And so. So, So, yeah. Two out, two in. Two out, two in. And now you've got these very much older players um, mm-hmm. Verlander signed in, in early December and he signed for two years for 86 million dollars um, mm. with a, a, a I don't even know what this means a vesting option for 35 million in 2025 I think a vesting option means if certain things happen oh gotcha okay then it becomes um, a player option yeah so Vesting option becomes player option with 140 innings pitched in 2024. So basically, oh, gotcha. if he's healthy in 2024, then the player has the option to opt in. If he, gotcha. 
if he doesn't, then He's back the option the is yeah. So I mean, this is probably at thirty nine point nine. This is probably his last contract, right? Unless he goes full Nolan Ryan and pitches till he's 45. Well, he's talked about he's talked about Tom Brady a lot. So, um I think he keeps going. I he's got uh I think he goes as long as he can go. And I think this last season proved it to him because he bounced back from a pretty, you know, from yeah. serious injury to to still be an elite pitcher and um and yep. he got he got the monkey off his back in the World Series. Yeah, which, no, I which, mean he, which had been hanging on him for a long time. Um, but he got a World Series in 2017 too. Yeah, but he didn't get the the uh, he didn't get a win. He didn't pitch well. That's the first time he pitched oh, well okay. in the World Series. Yeah, it wasn't okay. a ring. It was his his own stats. He remember he had these amazing stats. Like the first round of the playoffs, he always did extremely well. Second round, eh, not so good. World Series, horrible. It, <laughs> right, right, right. So it could be a you know pitching number of pitches in his arm, you know, in the season, and it's just dropping off. Is that by the time he gets to the World Series, he's throwing the ball so much that maybe he doesn't have anything. But early you know, prediction: Will the Mets represent the National League in the twenty twenty three World Series? No. And, Who's it going to be? Well, I will get there. I want to first talk <laughs> about. I want to. I want to focus on the NL East because I think it's really interesting because there was. Yeah. There was money dumped into the NL East. And then you had the Marlins, what I want to ask you about, because the Marlins are doing all these other kind of peripheral uh, maneuvers. Yeah. uh, And no one's quite sure what they're doing, but they seem to have a master plan. They're going to have a new manager as well. Well, Um, so let's talk about the Phillies because the Phillies, the Phillies, right? Right. Who who went to the World Series, represent the NL very nicely mm-hmm. with, with their big bomber bats and didn't even have a good season. They were the worst team in the NL to make the playoffs, um, you know, which gives hope for all those other teams out there. Yeah. Which is why I don't think the Mets will be in the World Series. But um, you think it's going to be the you think I it's going to be the Phillies? No, I don't know who it's going to be, but I know I don't. I just think that if you're if you're slated as the, the top pick. Uh, it's very hard to actually achieve it. Although I give Buck Walder a chance. Um, I mean, so, if you want to just run through the, the, um, you know, when Harper comes back from his surgery, if you want to look at their projected lineup, you're talking, well, they, they have the amazing, I mean, they got Trey I mean, Turner, Mike, Schwarber, yeah. Hoskins, real Muto Castellanos. Then Harper comes back, Alec Baum, Bryson Stott, Brandon Marsh. I mean, that's about as it, good as a, t- a nine it, top nine you can you can get. That's one of the best hitting teams, not just around now. I mean, ever you can put that hitting team yeah. up there with those. With you the go big, righty, lefty, righty, left. I mean, yeah, big. You got boppers. such a great balance. You got speed. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Even your catchers got speed. I mean, it's ex- ridiculous. Exactly. And with the new speed rules in play, you know, for the base paths. Um, the pickoff <laughs> rule, the bases, the, the shift. It's just yeah, going to – the Phillies are going to be like the 1980s uh, Cardinals with stealing so many bases. Yeah, well, it, with with the bats of like the big red machine. So <laughs> it's, it's like – it's, you know, just to throw it out there. I mean, they, they, they're fun to watch. I mean – we know that they 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 just they brought it on. They were they were so hard to pitch around. You couldn't pitch around them. There was no round to go. You know, you were back at. I mean, were... you could get Brandon Marsh out. You could get Bryson Stott out. But you know, they'll have another year under their under their belt. So yeah. maybe you but, know they'll have playoff experience, World Series experience. 
still um, that's two players you pitching around you need at least like three or four or five to get right. around <laughs> get into I mean, we know race hoskins is always good for a strikeout yeah um but anyway enough but about so, the phillies so the phillies pretty pretty solid looking forward now that you got the mets the phillies they're they're going to be banging it out against each other now that's let's look at the said. braves um no i hate that's not this kind of show now <laughs> the braves the braves um what do the braves do the they Braves locked, um, locked up some guys. Um, they locked up guys. They got a catcher. Yeah. They made a move for Sean Murphy from the A's. Right. And Sean Murphy is, let's just put it out there. He defensively is one of the best catchers, if not the best catcher in the Major League Baseball. Better than Jose Trevino? Well, I don't know about that. I, I, that's why I said one of the best, if not the best. So, but he's, he's, uh, he just he's he's a he's the real deal, and now they've got two catchers there in, in Atlanta. So uh, to me, they- the um, to me the secret the secret sauce, and this will become as no surprise to anybody, the secret sauce to the Braves is their team friendly extensions. Correct. When you can lock up an Austin Riley, a Matt Olson, uh, Acuna, Strider. You're, you're locking up all these guys. Sean Murphy got a big extension, but all of them are for 15 million a year, 22 right. million a year. Uh, Michael Harris got eight, 10 million a year. Like these are, I know it sounds like a lot of money, but the, no, it's a, they're it's... locking up these guys for years and years to come. The same core team is going to be in place in Atlanta for more than five years six i mean 2029 is when most of these guys are coming off the books that's right what what they've created they've created a they've created a show right you know when you go to that ballpark that's who you're going to go see they've created a family they've created a situation that the fans are going to know these players inside and out they're not well who's playing second today who's you know or whatever they they know who these players are they know their personalities yeah um they lost dansby swanson to the cubs in the free agency um but i think they've proven also that the young talent that they've brought up uh during this last season was amazing and actually helped propel them uh into the playoffs so um so yeah i I think it's it's really really interesting uh yeah what's going on there now the Braves are doing it in a really interesting way, and if they weren't so gross with their logo and their mm, their um, chant, you know, and shop, all that stuff, yeah, yeah, um, I could get more on board. Um, yeah, I, I actually say I think I mentioned this in previous podcasts. So obviously, the you know at Giant Games I go to, the worst fans that are visiting are the Dodger fans by far. The but the second worst was this weird battle between the Braves and the Phillies mm. fans. And I think the, the Braves fans easily uh, surpassed the Philly fans. Philly fans are kind of gruff and kind of, you know, saying things that they shouldn't be saying. But the Braves fans started doing that chop thing. And, it was and just, in a way stadium? It, yeah, it was pretty gross. So Jesus. Yeah, I felt it felt like some sort of weird rally from somewhere. Um, so, uh, yeah. They're they're bad and and I agree. Now let's who else have we got in the East, right? We've got well uh, the Nationals are in a full rebuild right now. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're um so I don't even know if it warrants talking about no, them. No, I think um, I think I think what you'll get from the Nationals is because I love Dave Martinez as the manager and I hope 
hope he can continue on there until they do get better players. But um, they've got some great young players they picked up over the years. So they'll be, they'll be, uh, they'll have their own moments where they'll knock off some of these other teams um, around them. Now, the, the other thing, and then we'll get to the Marlins and then we'll talk about the big thing that's going to shift next year that will affect all of this. But um, so tell me about the Marlins though, because um, who's the general manager there? It's uh, Kim Ng. Kim Ng, right? Uh, only, I believe, woman general manager in the. Uh, That's correct. In Major League Baseball's now and forever at this point. Brought in by Jeter, of course. Of course, and Jeter's gone. Don Mattingly is gone. Who do they hire as manager? I don't even um, know. I forget. Yeah. Anyway, I'll have to look that one up. But they've been making some interesting deals in the last even week, right? I mean. So what, what's um, going on there? So the Marlins are a mystery to everyone because mm-hmm. they traded one of their top end starters, Pablo Lopez to the twins for Luis Arise, who is a second baseman who they already had three or four second basemen. Okay. They had jazz Chisholm. They had Gene Segura. They had John birdie. They've got, they've got more second basemen then they know what to do with and no short stops. So what, what I've heard someone propose is that jazz Chisholm has said, I'll go play center field. Um, I'll learn the position. I got the speed. I got the, you know, I can yeah. learn a new position. So jazz has, has volunteered to go play center field shift. Jean Segura over to third base, move Joey Wendell to short um, so that's two people, three people out of position so that Luis Arise can lead off and play second base. Um, so you've, you know, you've got good athletes at, and then of course, John birdie, um, can play anywhere. So you've pretty much got four or five second basemen playing all the positions around yeah. the in, infield and outfield. So, um, you, you stick Garrett Cooper back at first base. Um, and then, uh, kind of fill in the blanks with some of these other, um, fi- you know, some of these other players, these kind of skeleton key type players. So the, the Marlins are, uh, what the Marlins are up to, nobody knows, but they have, you know, they got Pablo Lopez from the A's for essentially nothing. Mm-hmm. So I think they always saw him as a trade chip, but I think they might've um, not gotten enough for him. Um, Arise, of course, is the batting champ from 2022. Um, the guy hits for high average, doesn't strike out. It's amazing, yeah. amazing type of player. But is that what the Marlins really needed? I know they, they feel like they have such depth at, um, and pitching. They've got Yuri Perez potentially to debut this year. He, he could be like the star of the future on the pitching side. And, you know, they, they have the National League Cy Young winner, Sandy Alcantara. Yep. They ha- they have Jesus Lazardo. So they they have a ton of pitching down there and I guess they're just going to play small ball down yes. there. Yeah, and, the, in that uh, big ballpark. This this is what I this is what I think is happening there. I agree is that Skip Schumacher by the way is the new manager. Okay. Um from the Cardinals uh, bench I think he was. Um so they that's what I think she's doing. She's going for creating this team that is going to play small ball play play really uh now with all the new rules right like 
like really taking that in the play. I think Luis Arez is, is an amazing player. I've watched him play a bunch of times this last season on TV. And every time he batted, I wanted to watch him hit um, mm. because he's the kind of player that I love. He's like old school, 1970s, hit the ball, hit the ball in the gap, you know, hit for a high average. Um, he struck out, his struck out, strikeout rate was 7.1%. Mm. So that's, that's just insane. Like he, for, for our current type of players, right. The, the, the most players these days mm. are striking out all the time. So I just think, I think they're going to be fun to watch. I think, I think they're, and they're going to have their, um, and I think they will do well because I think what she has done is she's created a team that's going to play to their advantage with that ballpark, mm. with the new rules, um, which just <clears throat> creating an atmosphere of, you know, I, I hate to go back in history, but I'm going to compare them to potentially like the, the A's of the early eighties that what they called Billy ball. When Billy Martin took over the Oakland A's, um, he played this extreme small ball and, and balanced it with great starting pitching. And I think, you know, they've got, I, I would say, if not the best starting pitcher in the national league, one of the, best starting pitchers in the national league mm. uh, proven by his, his abilities. And uh, so you have that anchor that, you know, every fifth game, you got that game going on, which is going to be a small ball game. And that's all you need to win. That game is, is, you know, score two, three runs and you win. Um, so I, I think they're going to be exciting and it's great because it's a great counterbalance in baseball to the three behemoths, yeah, in in that division, and that's what I think is is really cool. And now I'm going to bring up the subject that applies to all the divisions this coming season. But let's start right here and now. Is that this new schedule? You play a third less games against inside your division, right? So the Nationals, who we know are not going to win a lot of games, probably next year they don't get to give all those extra games to these four teams or three teams in this division um, because now they got to play the games that were are replacing the interdivision games are games against teams in the other league in the American league in this case. So it's going to be really interesting because that variable yeah. is like, you've got all these games that used to be really mono games, right? Like I'm going to play, at 18 games against the Nationals or 19 games, I can win, you know, X percentage. Right. And that will boost me in the division. So does me that going. mean you get one more game per season against your non-division teams in your league? Or no. The, also those, in the other league? No. The, the teams in, in your uh, – you get a home and away against your other non-division league teams, mm -hmm. right? But you get to play two home and away – against your division team. So, so, okay. So they're, they're replacing more division games with national league games no, or, no, other, in, other, or interleague interleague. So now the story, oh. is, so the story is now you play one series against, in this case, against every American league team, one series, at least it could be home or away. Oh, I see. Okay. But you play so one series. So, so every so now, team will play every team. Correct. That's first, wild. First time ever. Okay, so this works out great for the Marlins because 
they get to play less. They get to play fewer games against those big three in their exactly, own division. Exactly. Exactly. And it works out worse to teams like the Mets and the Phillies, who I talked about in the past. I use this term banking wins, right? So when you've got that weak division opponent, you can bank wins. In, in the, uh, the t- 2021 season, the Dodgers and Giants racked up the wins against the Diamondbacks right. and the Rockies, right? That's, that's how they were both able to win 107 and 106 games each is a good chunk of games came from beating, destroying the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. Yeah. Um, so Okay, can I, th- can I, can I just um, zoom out to like 10,000 feet for a second? Of course. Because I feel like we're really onto something here and we're we kind of started under a microscope. Right. But, but I wanted I, I it was great though because I wanted to start with a division. So we yeah. now, now so we, we have kind of, some raw get, materials to exactly. sort of make our points with. And yeah. I think that was a good that was a great idea, and I, I'm glad we did it this way. But um I want to just say like 30 seconds about this the very important rule changes that are coming. And what we think is going to happen from those rule changes, but what we don't know is going to happen from those rule changes. Correct. So, um, and I'll just lay these all out, and then you can comment on whichever ones, and then you want to. So, they're banning the shift in the infield, meaning two infielders need to line up on either side of second base when the ball is pitched. So, the uh, general understanding is that this will help pull hitters or. Play, they, this will help the players who have been hitting ground balls into the shift um, for years that um, this is going to boost the batting averages of um, those type of players that have been shifted against the most. And is going to hurt, on the pitching side, it's going to hurt ground ball pitchers more than it's going to hit hurt strikeout pitchers. So if you strike somebody out, you strike them out. That the shift doesn't go into it, but um, the ground ball pitchers are the the, the pitchers they think are going to suffer. Rule change number two: pitch clock. They're instituting a pitch clock. So the pitchers who throw super high velocity and take forever between pitches, they're going to be hurt the most. The pitchers that have a good work rate and just fire it up there, the breaking ball pitchers or whatever, they might not be hurt as much as the uh, max effort pitchers. Number three, the pick the pickoff rule. You can only pick off twice. So we think this is going to lead to um, more stolen bases potentially. So more offense from that rule, and then bigger bases, slightly bigger bases, to avoid injury. And then also we think possibly a, a few more stolen bases just by the fear act that like a few more inches have been added. Uh, you know, to the bases. So those are my four things. I think it's all of those rules are going to increase offense, but given the context that you've given me, does this help the Marlins against the big boys? What is your, what is your take on those four big rule changes? Yes. I think, I think what these, what these rule changes allow is, is to get the strategy of the game is going to shift your, your whole approach to all this. Um, one note is you are allowed, I believe, a third pickoff throw. Yes. But if that third pickoff throw doesn't get the person, then they get second base. Right. Now, and, and the other one on that is, is this the rise 
of the throw behind by the catcher, right? Of course, because that doesn't so, count as a pickoff. Exactly. So people like Contreras, who is one of the best at the throw behind, like he is like hands down. And, You're talking like, about Wilson Contreras for the Cardinals? Uh, correct. Yeah, the one former Cub. He he, uh, that guy is one of the best. At, Yadi Molina was really good at it too. He's he's retired now, but um, that move is gonna. You're gonna see them work on that move more and more. And I think that's fantastic for baseball. I think all those kind of little things in baseball are great. The bigger bases, I'm not so sure about. I think I think that will help with the pickoffs. That's just gonna help the stealing. Which yeah, if, if you recall. Back in the 80s, like you had mentioned earlier about the Cardinals, but it was across the board. I mean, you look at the stats, lots of stolen bases. And and that was fun and exciting. And players really need to know their skill, and they need to know how to, to, to make it all happen, either to defend it or to make it, you know, to steal it. I and, think stolen bases are going to practically double from last oh, season. For, for sure, for sure. But the problem Mostly is to that, do with the pitch clock, too, because that yeah. pitcher is going to have to – come home and like that you know if you're only allowed to throw over twice and like that pitch i think the pitchers are going to be like deeply thrown by this pitch clock it might end I, up turning I, out to be a bigger rule change than the banning of the shift i think i think so and i think it, it, certain pitchers especially will have a mental problem with it um and uh the the one i had question on though is the bigger bases right did they did they realign second base because you know second base is always mm -hmm. in the wrong spot yeah uh, so have they pushed it back to line it with first and second to make it? I don't know. We're going to have to check with our research okay. team on that. All right. Let me Google it right now. No. Um, so, yeah. And then the shift, the shift will be really interesting because uh, how will that be played? Will people like skate the line and then yes. start running? Like as soon as the ball leaves the pitcher's hand, they can get on the other side. I mean, We've I don't talked know. about this and I don't think they're yeah. going to be running, but I think obviously they will plan to move to their left or right if they're mm -hmm. standing directly behind second base and they yeah. deeply want to be over close you know closer to first base they will take a few steps as soon as it's legal so there will be like moving moving infielders as the ball is pitched and and this does not affect the five man infield you can still bring an outfielder in you can bring it in but you can't yeah. bring an out you can't bring it out <laughs> you have this the other part of the shift rules. Can you have you, four outfielders? No, you have to have two players on either side of the second base with their feet on infield dirt. Okay, wow. so um, you can't have three infielders. You have to have four infielders. Right, right. on the dirt. Well, it, or or the infield grass, right? No, no they have they to can. be. The infielders can be on the grass as long as they're on either side of the second base. We'll have to see. I think I saw something that said infield dirt. No, but if they like, like our, our friend Rizzo, when he charges on the bunt. Oh, he could be on the infield grass. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Just yeah. not the outfield grass. Correct. Yeah. So, so it, uh, I just, I just see that there's going to be a lot of, uh, there'll be a lot of interesting maneuvers too, because, uh, you know, let's say you've got a player because this is this is gonna this is gonna create a whole other thing. Let's say you've got a player that never hits the ball to left field, right? Never. You could take your left fielder, mm. bring him and position him in front of the center fielder and right. the right fielder, and then you shift your left fielder towards left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yourself. could still do that short 
short right field, short left field rover yeah. with your yeah. three existing outfielders. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, Good point. So I, you're gonna, I, that's the one that you never have seen before that you will now see because yeah. someone will do it in a certain circumstances um, because they, they will, especially if, if you have a speedy center fielder, you just skew him a little towards the towards the right. left field, and then you move your right fielder over, and then you put your your left fielder in the middle. This there. is what we used to do in softball when we only had uh, when we right. were missing a player. We'd put somebody out there who could cover two outfields. Or or sometimes you played the game, and if everyone was hitting was was right handed, you 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 weren't allowed to hit the right field. Like you had to just hit the ball to the one side of the field. Okay. Um, so that that's another another uh, old school thing that we used to play because we had you know if you had like three players it's three on three you just line one guy up in the outfield one in the infield and then yeah. a pitcher. So um, we've got about twenty five more minutes here. Which yeah. direction do you want to go? Do you want to talk about the National League West? Do you want to just run through all the free agents? Let's. Yeah, I mean, why don't we do this? Let's let's focus on the a- NL. Okay. And then we'll do a, uh, you know, in, in a, we'll do an American League pod. We'll do an American League pod. Let's just do National League since we got a really good head start. We got the rules out there. We got this interesting thing. Uh, all these things taking place. Okay. So we. So can let me go- just read you and our listeners the list of big time free agents that who have signed with a National League club. We've already said that Trey Turner is on his way to Philadelphia. We said that Dansby Swanson left the Braves and went to the Cubs. We said that Verlander switched leagues and went over to the Mets. Um, and Bogarts, Xander Bogarts left the Red Sox for the Padres. Um, and who else changed leagues? Um, Into the National League? Yeah. Um, that's, that's all I can see here. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just scanning through. Did I, I did I miss that Brandon Drury re-signed with the Padres? I guess I missed that. No, he's with um, the Angels now. He signed with the Angels. Oh, okay. This is wrong. Oh, there. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I was looking at the wrong side of the chart. Oh, okay. I, I yeah. see that now. Um, yeah, he's he's with the Angels. Uh, in interleague changing. Johnny Cody Cueto Bell- went to the Mar- Marlins. Oh, he did. I didn't know that one. Uh, what were Cody, you going to say? Cody Bellinger went from the Dodgers to the Cubs. There you go. The NL. I was talking um, about top free agents. <laughs> well, I know Mitch. Mitch Hanniger. Did you mention him? He, <laughs> no. He he came to the Giants from the Seattle Mariners. If we're going to talk, Matt lower. Carpenter went from the Yankees to the Padres. Uh, let's see. Um, Justin Turner left the Dodgers and went to the Red Sox. We'll cover that next week. Yeah, J- uh, the Cubs picked up Talion. Now, who was he with? J- Jamison Tyone was on the Yankees. Tyone. On the Yankees, yeah. Um, so let's let's just talk about the uh, yeah. Let's, let's stick with about, yeah. We've we've done enough free agents. Let's hit the Central Division first, and we'll we'll close with the West. Uh, we'll just hit the Central really quick here. Okay. Um, let's talk about the Cardinals. Cardinals they picked up Contreras, right? Um, yeah, that was their big move. That was their big move. Did they do anything else? Because they've lost Pujols and and. Uh, Molina. No, they're stick. The Cardinals are standing pat. Um, they've got, um, they've got, uh, well, they got, um, the projected lineup is Tommy Edmund at short, Wilson Contreras catching Paul Goldschmidt at first, Arenado at third, Brendan Donovan at second, Tyler O'Neill in left, Lars Newtbar, star of the future, will be playing for the Japanese national team in the Mm -hmm. World Baseball Classic. 
um, Juan Yepes, DH, and Dylan Carlson in center. So those are all very familiar names for us with Contreras, the only new player in the starting nine. Who was the left fielder, uh, that muscle guy? What did you mention? Him? Tyler O'Neill. O'Neill, that's right. Okay. <laughs> that guy is muscle amazing. Guy. I know. I that love guy, that when, guy. You see, when you see him in a three-piece suit, you're like, what the hell? I know, genius. There? He um, had a kind of a so, down year last year, but uh, yeah, we're so, hoping for him to bounce back. So you got the Cardinals. Now let's talk about the Brewers. Brewers, um, they made a trade. They had a, a, a pretty big trade with Colton Wong, didn't they? Yes. Um, they traded Colton Wong. Two? Um, I'm looking it up here. Sorry. Dead air is the is the death of a podcast, as we're looking for the exact details on that trade, which was a uh, a, a multiplayer trade. I'm just trying to. Find well, that it was here. the Sean Murphy trade, right? Right. No, no. Sean Murphy was the William Contreras. Uh, oh, so they got. They oh, got, that was the Toro Winker. Um, so yeah, so they got they got uh, they got. Contreras now that's a pickup that they so they got Contreras okay. in that three player uh, trade okay that's weird so that was one thing so they picked up him but then no they but they rid- get Abraham Toro and Jesse Winker right which is fine big whoop yeah so they, they didn't they haven't signed any big free agents no um is did they lose what's his name uh former pirate former Billy former oh uh, McCutcheon yeah, he who did he sign with? He's going back to Pittsburgh. Right. Okay. So, so he that's happening there. Um, I'm trying to find this Colton Wong trade because it was. Yeah. No, I have it here. Colton Wong oh, traded yeah. from Brewers to Colton Wong traded from Brewers to Seattle, and the Brewers oh, got a, Toro okay. and Winker. So it was not oh, that. Gotcha. It wasn't the three way trade. Gotcha. Okay. And and Winker Winker's a good player though. So we shall so see. They, They've done little things as well. Um, Very little we, things. We got the, the Pirates. The Pirates haven't they haven't traded anyone really yet. There was all this talk they were going to trade Reynolds and all everyone else, but I don't they haven't traded Reynolds because they're asking too much and nobody wants right. to give them. So yeah, we the Pirates are going to be better than yeah. people think because um, they still got Cabrian Hayes and O'Neill Cruz. They're yeah. kind of two stars of the future. O'Neill Cruz had a little injury in the... I know, the, but he'll be okay. I, he'll be fine. I have a daily Google alert on O'Neill Cruz, and he's <laughs> he's fine. But um, they pulled him out of Scar- the... Scared of you. Um, <laughs> Dude, um, he's like this... In fantasy, he's like this, my star of the future. He's amazing. I told you when I watched him last year when he was in town here, I watched every second he was on the field hitting or fielding or taking the relay throw i I was i was watching everything he did it was it was so cool it was fun and he was easy to spot let's put yeah he's easy to spot he stood so so who else we got there we got now we got cubs right so we got we've talked about the The cubs are like an episode all to themselves man yeah they're they're so interesting because they're making moves but they're making weird moves yeah they're they're kind of piling in players but it doesn't make sense of where they're all going to end up um so uh cody bellinger for example um but yeah they'll be interesting i think what they're trying to do is put something on the field that is fun and competitive and and yeah. and dansby swanson obviously was the big really big pickup for them 
uh, a bit of an anchor. Maybe they're thinking of building on maybe yeah. not this year, but the following year, you know, getting to a certain point. Um, it will be interesting. And who's the last team in the Central? Uh, Reds. Oh, the Reds. What are the poor Reds? I know. Um, I don't kind think of the a Reds... disaster. Yeah, I think that we put them into the... Uh... They did pick up Will Myers from the Padres. Oh, that, yeah, but... I mean, Ooh. this is gonna. This year is gonna be the Joey Votto farewell tour, right? Um, kind of playing for draft picks. That if anybody's tanking, the Reds are tanking, right? Um, so they're just gonna kind of s- agree to suck for at least one more year, uh, and you know, just sort of see if they can draw any sort of a crowd with like pretty much a garbage team. Apologies right. to our boy Mark Goldberg, but it's yeah. it's not gonna be a good year for the Reds. Um, if I was a betting man, I'd bet on them to come in last place guaranteed. In the yeah, no, um, it's, 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 and in their ballpark is like, you know, t- player hitters can't wait to go on a road trip to Cincinnati because everyone's I know. offense gets a lot better. It, I know it's like the, it's like another course, but just cause the ballpark is so small. Well, it's um, also because the, the, the level of players, like you were saying, are, are not that great for the reds too. So it's like a double combo, you know, it's like, but it's like, if we could know. say one thing, yes. And this does tend to fantasy, but um, so Mark and I have Nick Lodolo, who is the reds future ace. And mm. he is the epitome of a pitcher who is hopefully not going to be as impacted by the shift because he strikes so many people out. Um, He's just like an absolute menace. So Lodolo, people are telling us, hold on to Lodolo and his stock has risen, even though he pitches in great American ballpark, even though they're banning the shift, like Lodolo might be their lone standout in 2023. Wow. Uh, well, that's great to know because it's always fun to know those kind of players because then when you see those teams, you could look out for them and maybe, um, you know, well, if you're yeah. here, I, you know, align yourself to go to a game when that person's starting and that type of thing. So that's always Well, yeah, cool. if you're going to the you know, Giants-Reds, try to get to a Lodolo start. Right, exactly. No, and I, that's what I love. And, and hopefully other people out there in different cities who are listening to this can uh, also appreciate that part of it. Now mm-hmm. we're going to move on to, because it's 1145. Yep. In our world. We got We're 15 minutes left. We got 15 minutes of the NL West. Let's do it. Who's Let's the start. worst team in the NL West? Is Oof. it the Dodgers? No. <laughs> Come on. Well, I mean, they're the worst team. They're not the worst team <laughs> on the field. <laughs> <laughs> let's, 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 let's use the certain definitions of worst, but, um, no, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's. I'm going to give you your Padres because I want to hear. So the Padres took it to the. They were, you know, the championship, right? They took it to the. They NL were one Tatis game. away from the World Series. Ooh, 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 ooh that's a throwdown. That's ooh. a throwdown. Throwdown. Don't worry, right. he'll be back April twentieth. Willie, goodwill is building in San Diego. I think a lot of the frustration and bitterness has kind of melted away and people are like, just get him back in here. All right. So as we talked about in the past, uh, I don't know on air or off air, San Diego is the number one baseball town in the city in America, number one baseball city in America. And, Absolutely. and hands down. And I, I don't care what anyone has to say. They've got no other big sport team to compete with them on that level, but also 
they generate a lot of players who play in the major league baseball. So you've got it on both <laughs> ends of the spectrum. You've got like amateur minor leaguers, yeah, professional and the San Diego Padres who are run exquisitely. And, and a lot of the smaller mark, so-called smaller market teams hate the San Diego Padres because they're doing, they're, they're doing it like a big market team and they're succeeding. And, and, and hats off to the Padres. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a Giants fan, but fully support the Padres at the Giants. Yeah. So but can I play, I, I mean, you know, I'm the biggest Padres fan outside of my brother, but when you're um, not supporting the other nine teams you like. Exactly. So okay. if I can just play, play devil's advocate for a second, of course, the Padres lineup tends to drop off a lot. And I'm worried that it's going to happen. The same is going to happen especially until Tatis is back. But even if he comes back and struggles for a while, um, the roster resource projections right now have the Padres starting lineup as such. Ha-Sung Kim at second, um, leading off. Juan Soto in right, playing, uh, hitting second. Machado at third. Bogarts at short. Cronenworth at first. Nelson Cruz, DH. Matt Carpenter in left field. Austin Nola catching and Trent Grisham in center. So we've got a few problems with that. There's, there's a lot of strikeouts in that lineup. Okay. There's a lot of swing yeah. and miss. Yeah. Um, a lot of drop. You're right. Once you get past a certain now point when, in the lineup. Yeah. Now when you get, when you get Tatis back, if, if they put him in right, put Soto in left um, and take Carpenter out and then put Carpenter and Cruz in a righty lefty platoon DH. Then your defense gets a lot better and your offense gets a lot better. But, um, you know, I would have liked to have seen the Padres do a little bit more than Nelson Cruz at DH. Um, I know the, all the press around this is saying Nelson Cruz is there as a mentor to Tatis and mm. he's there as an elder statesman, yada, yada, yada similar type of um, kind of career um, hiccups, if you will. Mm -hmm. So that I'm worried that the Padres are going to be so slow out of the gate. And then if Tatis doesn't hit the ground running his first day, he's eligible to come back. The Padres could find themselves 10 games out of first place by like May 15th. First of all, you sound like a Padres fan. Second of all, uh, their starting pitching is their key, not their lineup. Um, that the starting pitching is what's going to propel them through the first part of the season because they'll be fresh, right? That in theory, your arm is fresher early on, and um, they have super, you know, good starting pitching. I think, and they have a great manager for starting pitching. They have a great manager, and their and their top three well, are fantastic: I, I, Darvish, well, Musgrove, I, and Snell. But I, once you get to Nick Martinez who's kind of a wild card and their projected fifth starter, who's Seth Lugo, who from what I understand was a relief pitcher for the Mets for most of his career. Uh, Seth, Seth Lugo is a really good pickup. I've seen him pitch a lot and he can play in a lot of roles. And I but think as a number five starter, I mean, come on. I the, think that's a stretch. Um, but I, I do think, look, they got Bo they picked up Bogarts. I think that's going to be great for them. That's going to, you know, be 
huge. Uh, Manny Machado, I think, is the um, – I, I personally think he should have won the MVP last year. But um, I, I think he is the best all-around hitter player in, in National League. Um, uh, he's he's one, another one I watch everything he does when he's on the field. Yeah. Um, he's, he's up there. Now, one of the other players I watch every time he's on the field is Juan Soto. Absolutely. So, so and another player I watch every time in his field is Tatis. Who am I going to watch? I know. Because you can't watch all three at once. And, you know, and then they got Bogart. I mean, they You're have right. a they have a really a really great team and they have great energy and and they're going they're going to come out of the blocks. I I don't see them having any sort of drop off. I see them have like you were saying, they the whole Tatis thing will be welcomed with with good open arms they'll they'll be in good shape when he comes back i don't anticipate them having a uh, a drop off i haven't looked at the schedule yet but um so i i don't you know I, my fear with the with the padres is what you had stated that remember we were talking earlier about the phillies and not being able to pitch around right mm. you have the padres do you can pitch around them there is a certain moment where, you know, you could have your your three great players, two of them get on, the next guy is up, first base is open because the runners are second and third. You put them on first, and then you start working from there, right? You you can you can um, you can dissect it in many different ways because you can create the double play, the play at the plate. You start to create all these uh, all these things. Um, I think the shift. Let's see, because uh, I think they shifted against Tatis quite a bit, didn't they? If I recall, um, I forget. It's been so I think long. the note, yeah, exactly. I think the non that not allowing you to shift will help the Padres um, because I think it will maximize their stars, and I think I think the shift is going to help star players more than no shift is going to help star players who who are uh, more um, prone to hitting in one place. the The other players, it will be it will help them, but. They're still the other players, you know. I think it's the elite players that are really going to take advantage of this. Uh, other than the players like Manny Machado, who they can't put the shift on because the guy can hit the ball anywhere he wants. Um, so, you know, it, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I'm, the Padres are going to be they're going to be a juggernaut. And then if we talk about the Dodgers next, mm-hmm. wait, hang on, hang on. I had yeah. a point. I had a point about the Padres. Go ahead, sir. Um, as much as we love this batting core. Um, the thing that scares me is the first three in the rotation, Darvish, Mus- Darvish Musgrove, and Snell. Snell's kind of injury prone. Nick Martinez, like I said, wild card, Seth Lugo, career reliever. Mm-hmm. There's no room for injury in that starting lineup. And if you look at who's in the minors, it's Moray Hone, it's Ryan Weathers, it's Reese Near. You've got nobody uh, really in the in the, the in AAA that could possibly come up and fill now, in. So what that means is, do the Padres trade from strength? Do they try to trade someone like a Grisham or a Hassan Kim? And we've already maybe. talked about why they can't trade Hassan Kim, but um, they yes. they probably need to trade either from their minor league or from their major league roster, hitting for pitching. They need, because if you look at, okay, who's available in, um, who's available free agent wise, 
um, pitching, there's nobody left. Okay. It's Zach Greinke. Um, you know what I mean? There's, there's yeah. no, there's nobody no, left. They, well, look, look, look. Free agent well, the wise. Thing, look, the thing we know is the Padres will trade, right? They'll trade and they will pick up whoever they're going to start picking up starting pitchers to, to get them in the ready either now oh. or later. Well, they'll, as P, as players, there are players that are out there still available. Dylan Bundy, Michael Waka, uh, yeah, there's, there's Chris other... Archer. There's, there's really not, uh, there's like, uh, not much on the starting side. It, there's a lot of relievers left out, but there's not many. And free agents, but I mean, in terms of once teams get in, start, you know, in these next weeks, they'll, they'll start to solidify and they'll start to, they'll pick people up. But like I said, there's nothing to say that, okay, when Tatis comes back, right, boom, then you make a trade. I see. You know, because you don't want to you don't want to give up the apple cart until you know the other apple shows up. And no, that's good. So, that's a good point. So, so you can get an end. That's April 20th, I think you said. So, so you can stretch those, you know, you, you don't anticipate losing one of those starters in the first three weeks. You could, if you lose them in spring training, then hope, then you'd make a deal or whatever. But that's, I, I guarantee you, that's their strategy. Is they're gonna they're gonna hold on to their players as as long as they can until they know for sure Tatis mm. is back and ready to roll. And then once he's back, it gives them a lot of leeway. And other teams may be seeing that they need help uh, out of the gate, and mm. they go, "Oh, geez, we really need a second baseman or a shortstop." Yeah, or a yeah, yeah. So I, I think that's how it'll play out, but. But I, I guarantee you that guy is going to trade for whoever he needs to get. You You're know, right. Not, You're right. He's not I'm just mess around. the starting pitching rotation has me scared. Um, right. So so let's move to the Dodgers since we spent eleven minutes on the Padres. I know. I know. This is your fault. But that's okay. It's your podcast. All right. You're no, a Padres it's, fan. It's In our fact, podcast. Tra- it's it's a podcast now. It's a P-A-D podcast. Podcast. <laughs> um, so uh, that's that's the route we're going. All right. So, Do you want to talk about the platoon happy Giants? Yeah, we can talk about the Giants. Now, the Giants, let's just, let me just recap here quickly about the Giants. They went hard and heavy for Aaron Judge. Everyone was reading the tea leaves, looking mm-hmm. at the things. I was thinking, hey, he's, he's, him and his sweetheart, they're from, they're from the same little town, drivable. The parents, both mm-hmm. set of parents live here. It would be great. They can come and watch when she has a baby and all the. I had it all laid out there, you know, I was ready to. Yeah, know, no, but, I was but, with you. I was buying a Giants onesie for their child that they don't even have yet. So, um, so it didn't happen. Giants got short end stick, and we know we'll talk about the Yankees well that on the next podcast. So that didn't happen. Then the whole Korea thing happened, and Correa. and the, Korea and the Giants looked horrible. They looked like they were stupid. They yeah. looked, what the hell? How, how do you schedule a press conference? Which still was stupid, by the way. That was a dumb move on their part. Don't schedule a press conference till the doctor is giving you all the yeah. sign off. Yeah. So, and don't put the family in the room. Anyway, that happened. But in the end, the Giants were right because even the Mets, who had the big checkbook and could throw money around, they didn't sign him. I know. So, and we'll talk about where he ended up on the next one. So, but, the, <laughs> but the Giants, in the meantime, and the Giants in the meantime have done actually, I think, a pretty good job of picking up all the kind of uh, Farhan Zaidi yeah. uh, uh, fantasy league players, if for lack of a better term, 
um, that, you know, he re-signed, um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, I'm trying to blank on his name. Jock Peterson. Uh, Jock Peterson, thank you. They re-signed Jock Peterson, and that was a good start, right? Because he was a guy who was, like, grumbling about, I don't know if I want to be here because they're not serious about winning and all this yeah. other stuff, right? There was an interview with him late in the season. Even though the Giants, by the way, were still in the running, but no one, that, that stupid statistic guy, didn't. The, and MLB wasn't... Uh, wasn't put in as an option, but they were in there <laughs> very right. well into the end. And um, uh, so, but then they, they signed, uh, what's his name? Uh, Conforto. Well, they oh, Hanager. got him later. Hanager, Sorry. right? Spoiler signed, alert. Yeah, they signed him up. And that was, a, that was like, whoa, he, that guy is, you know, he's, again, he's been hurt. <laughs> um, he I guess he passed the physical. This um, is Farhan's favorite thing is these reclamation projects. Correct. You know, you had a down year. Maybe we can fix you. Exactly. And we, we know you, you're an A talent with some broken A. <laughs> it's like, like yeah. part, of the, part of the A is broken. Um, then, they, then the signing that I think is the most interesting and going to pay off in big time is they signed Sean Manea. And Sean <laughs> Manea is, uh, we talked about him before. He's got no heart. He's got no thing. But he's good friends with Logan Webb now. They're buddies, and it's gonna it's there. It's gonna be a, a competition fest. And you put him in that lineup with Alex Cobb, who was very decent, very solid last year, underrated. Look, um, if Sean Manaya, if Sean Manaya has an ERA under three fifty next season and banks ten wins or more he's plus 12 i am going to fly to san francisco first class rent a car uh the the expensive one that's like 459 dollars a day i'm gonna go to taqueria cancun i'm gonna get a gourmet burrito i'm gonna drive to your house i'm gonna put it on your doorstep ring your doorbell drive back to the airport and fly home business class Nice. All right. Well, save the money. <laughs> Just give me all that cash you're wasting on all the other stuff. No, so, I, I, I don't believe in Sean Benaya. I apologize. He seems like a lovely guy. He does not, and I don't know what a friendship with Logan Webb has anything to do with it. Uh, he, it's a comp- it'll be a competitive thing. It, it's, it's, it's how, it's how things will, will get, you know, bring up things. So. So now let's talk about the Giants rotation because they also signed Ross Stripling, another player who, you know, has been here, been there. Dodgers, uh, Blue Jays. Dodgers, Blue Jays, you know, kind of, you know, good and good sometimes, not so good other times. Yeah. Um, but Farhan Zaidi knew him from the Dodgers. Now you've got, unlike the Padres, the Giants have six starting pitchers. More than the Padres have. They got Manea, Stripling, Alex Cobb, Alex Wood, Di Scalfani, and uh, and so uh, and Logan Webb. Uh, Logan Webb, obviously being the anchor, uh, who will be in contention for Cy Young this year. Uh, they lost Rodon, which yeah. is, a, is a big loss. But I think one of these guys, especially you know the Alex Wood combination as well, and and uh, Di Scalfani, who didn't really pitch last year at all. Um, will will offset some of that, um, but we shall see. That mm. that's their their biggest thing. 
But then they get, they don't, they, after the whole thing, they pick up Tyler Rogers. <laughs> I know. And they've got, I mean, excuse me, they picked up Taylor Rogers. They have Tyler Rogers. And now they got these twins things. And you know what this means? Marketing heaven. They're going to have like, oh, twin this, twin that. Who's pitching? Uh, the only know. thing better would be if those two guys were on the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, and one of them was, which is funny. At and the there was same great, time. And there was a great story about uh, when um, when the Giants were playing the Twins in Minnesota, Tyler Rogers went to Taylor Rogers' favorite restaurant after he had been traded, and they thought he was Taylor, and they gave him the <laughs> <laughs> he and he put it on his brother's tab. And they're dating the same woman. Blah blah blah. I've seen this movie. Um, okay. All right. So anyway, Qu- and then question got, for and then you. Got, and then well, hold on. Then they got Michael Conforto. That's and they, huge. And they because picked him up right after uh, the you know the whole uh, Correa, Correa thing went down. And so now all of a sudden they've they've got the two new hitters, Conforto and, and Henninger, lefties. They, they re-signed uh, uh, Jock. Um, Crawford gets to still be the shortstop and yeah. whatever, and he's going to be pissed off because they be tried super... to they tried to replace him. They tried to put him the third base. Now yeah. he gets to have more days as the Giants' all-time shortstop. And uh, and there we go. And then so I think uh, I think you know they didn't get any big name that they talked about spending money on. A lot of fans were a little. Mm, ch-. You know what? I don't care. I love this team. This team is going to be fun to watch. They're going to make stuff happen. You got all the new rules. And if I know one thing about this Giants team, they will take advantage of every single one of those new rules. Yeah. They will. Okay. They will have systems dialed up. Are the Giants going to win more games in 2023 than they did in 2022? Yes, they'll, they'll split the difference between 2021 <laughs> and 2022. Now that's wishful thinking because you don't have the pitching. You lost Rodon. You, you got Logan the- Webb and a bunch of chuckleheads. Ah, but see, you, you're missing the one big factor. We get to play the Padres and Dodgers 12 less times. And the you get to play the Rockies and Diamondbacks 12 less times. Correct, but we get to play the Tigers. We get to play the all these other teams you got to go play the yankees the red sox we opened against the yankees so in new york i don't know why i threw out the red sox Uh, (laughs) spoiler alert they're not going to be red how do you spell socks s-u um but (laughs) um so we'll 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 get there for that but but what i'm saying is that it i think they'll win so what is that this last year they won 81 games right because they were 500 i think exactly on the nose right you think they're gonna do better than that well yeah they're gonna split it they're gonna split the difference they're gonna win 90 whatever 90 90 what's the difference who wins more games padres or dodgers Ooh, that's a good one i'm gonna i'm gonna say the padres me too I, this is I, the, let's get quickly get into the Dodgers here. We, we'll hit them and then we'll just blow off the Diamondbacks and Rockets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the story of the Dodgers is who they lost, man. JT's gone. Yeah. Belly's gone. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. They, the, all, they, these are the faces of the franchise. They no let them ho- walk. All the homegrowns are gone, right? Except for Taylor. Oh, Taylor? No, Taylor's not even Lux homegrown. is homegrown. 
Will Smith yeah. is homegrown. No, well, Will Smith, but I'm, I'm talking Chris about Taylor is not homegrown. The Kiki and the, the, the Cody years and the Jock Peterson. Well, you, the, you still got Kershaw. On the pitching yeah, but, side, you but still he's got, older than that. He goes, he's before those guys. On the pitching, I, you still got four out of five homegrown players. Um, and you yeah. still got, you still got some core from the 2020. I mean, here's I'm talking about the 2017 team. No, right? I'm talking about the World Series winning 2020 team. You still got well, wait a second. Mookie, a Will Series? Smith, Max well, hold Muncy. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. They won a World Series? <laughs> no, they won a mini series. <laughs> They, they won, got like, and they, they have like superstar they third like baseman Shogun. Miguel Vargas coming up. They won Shogun Warrior miniseries, and that is World the point Series. of the podcast when most people switched off. <laughs> <laughs> the two hosts talking a completely opposite point, completely different subjects. <laughs> yeah, Thornbirds miniseries. That's what they won. I don't know. Anyway, Lonesome Dove. The- Lonesome, <laughs> lonesome glove. Lonesome, exactly. <laughs> there we go. So Look, the Dodgers. So what's going on with the Dodgers? Right? Are they? They're. It they're, like they're, they're doing their version of rebuilding. Year. Yeah, rebuilding, just not spending crazily. Yeah, they didn't bring in any big, and they didn't even seem to try. No, um, no. The Dodgers are standing pat. Um, we don't know. I mean, Walker Bueller, who's their ace, won't be had Tommy me. John surgery in. August 23rd of last year. Yeah, so he won't pitch. He won't that's pitch. A, they should I mean, we could we've done whole podcasts on their mishandling of Walker Beeler. Yes. But their lineup for next year looks good, but mm-hmm. not great. That's right. Um, there, there's pitch arounds on the Dodgers, right? They got the three, you know, well they got two. Who's their third guy now? I guess cuz Trey Turner's gone, but you've got uh uh what's his name? Freeman and um and uh, and the outfielder, I'm trying to like his name, best outfielder, Mookie, Mookie. <laughs> say Mookie Blaylock, but that's not true. It's going to be um, interesting how they line up because we know they're going to start out with Mookie, Freddie, Will Smith, and then it's yeah. kind of a crapshoot after that. That's Muncy's what I'm saying. Had a terrible year last uh, year. Muncy's terrible. JD he Martinez sucks. had a terrible year last year. Eh, Gavin Lux is pretty good, but he is in my mind, almost a platoon player, but they don't have any other shortstops. Here's my theory. Um, okay, what's your theory? Well, first, and they didn't, they dumped Trevor Bauer, which was the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, they, this, they got Miggy Rojas. So wait, they do have a shortstop now. Right. My bad. But, okay, oh, yeah, changed. they did. Yeah, they did pick up. But here's my theory on this. I think they're setting up Dave Roberts so they can finally get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they're gonna, I, no, no. I think so. I think they're going to try to make this team, you know, like come in third behind the Giants and Padres, and then they're going to they're going to okay. Now we can get rid of Dave Roberts and get somebody else in here. But we'll see what happens. Um, but I do, I do think, I think the 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 Dodgers are vulnerable. I think the Dodgers are betting on free agency in the following year, um, which we'll talk about in the following year in November. Um, but I do think that there, there's a bit of that going on. They're going to try and ride out some of these younger players that they have mm. and, and also maybe give Lux a chance to play one position. Yeah. Um, Chris Taylor, you know, is what he is. Um, they, they kept, what's his name? Uh, the, the, um, uh, the outfielder, Trace Thompson. Um, 
Trace Thompson, thank you. They kept him, you know. So they got a little bit of this, but I just don't think that team is very elite. I think it's no. I think it has certain players who are elite. You know, Betts and and Freeman are elite players. Will Smith is a is a pretty good player. He's not. A, I don't think he's an elite player. Um, and and I really think it's gonna. They're gonna. And and the way that I know they manage their pitching and their bullpen is not very good, and they've been very lucky and on that front. Um, I think there's a bit of a, a crumble chance here. Um, and there's but, very little speed on that team outside of Mookie. Yeah, and these new rules are going to hurt them. Because um, if, if you don't have even a little bit of speed, although the Giants didn't really pick up any speed either. They got a couple of guys who all three of their signings are like guys can barely run. Yeah. Um, but um, but I do think that uh, – I, I, and I think when you get the little ball and these new rules – Man, that that those meetings are just going to escalate in the giant in the Dodgers dugout. They're gonna they're gonna blow their minds with their binders and their cards and their Denny's menus. They're just going to be lost. Will so the, um, will the national will the World Series team for the National League come from the NL West or the NL East? West. Okay, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, and then the 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 port the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks will be competitive. They have some really good players, uh, really good young talent. They will be competitive, and um, and and in one way, maybe that's good for the other NL teams that they don't. They have. I mean, it's Corbin Carroll and everybody else. I mean, come on. And well, no, they. I I I, I've watched them a few times last season, and I was impressed by a few other players. I think they still have that McCarthy kid. He's. uh, I really like watching him play. Um, there was some talk the Giants trying to get him. I was all for that, but I don't think that will happen in our division. And the last but, place team, Colorado Rockies. Yeah, the, well, the Rockies, this is why I saw the headline on MLB trade rumor the other day. I don't know if you saw this. Rockies deciding not to make any more moves. <laughs> and I was like, did they make any moves so far? <laughs> I mean, so no, I, they're obviously in some sort of rebuilding, re-something, retooling. Um, they got and they're giving t- Chris Bryant twenty-seven million a year. Yeah, uh, for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, if he comes back, I mean, yeah, I guess he's he, gonna play this year. Um, the 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 Diamondbacks did pick up Guriel Jr. too. Uh, Lord, uh, they picked up. A this is the co- this is the Charlie Blackman farewell season. This is his last season under contract. He's thirty-six oh. years old. Um, I think he's going to hang him up after this. Yeah. Um, he's probably sick of losing. He might even yeah. ask for a trade at the end of the year, just like some well, competitor. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. Because man, that guy—I love that guy. He's—he's he's a great talent. He's cool. He's, he's not going to go to the baseball. Yankees because he'd have to shave. Yeah, no, he's not going to go to the Yankees. But, but you know, he could end up somewhere and do something. You know, maybe uh, the Rays or something. Something like that. Um, I think they're going to just do a Charlie Blackman retirement feel good thing. He's not going to get traded. All right. Well, um, that's. I think that sums us up for now. Yeah, we, we, we've we covered a little bit. We, but we covered. We cover a lot of ground here for everyone out there. We've got all these new rules coming to play. We've got. Uh, we've got the NL under our belt. You know, we kind of did it like the sporting news. Um, we're we like have no liquid- labor issues. We, no, we're not. Spring even training about is going to start on time. Uh, it's going to be a. Be- we've got the World Baseball Classic. We've got right. the Caribbean Series, which is going to be fun, um, which is February second through tenth. My uh, beloved Lise are are representing the Dominican Republic, so um, we'll be covering the Caribbean Series as well. 
So yeah, baseball is hot in the streets, as the John Boy folks say. Yeah, and I can't wait. Uh, we'll maybe next this coming week we'll do American League, um, which has a lot of its own uh, interesting things going on, up and downs of the American League. And uh, I just think I think baseball is primed and ready, and it's going to be a great great season. Um, and we're going to be out there watching the games, and it will be fun. Player to watch 2023, Manny Machado, who can opt out after this season. Keep your eye on Manny. Watch every at-bat. Uh, um, Padres need him to stick around or, or re-up. Uh, we don't want him to suck, but we also don't want him to leave. Player to watch in the American League, which we'll go deeper in, Kenley Jensen in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good pod. I can't wait to see him with a pitch clock. I know. No, he's not going to be able to pitch. (laughs) It will be amazing. Oh, Um, okay. Good call. All right. Good pod. I'll talk to you later. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. It's so baseball.